Welcome to the Modern Woodworkers Association, a podcast about woodworking from folk who woodwork. Woodworking is what we do, who we are, and what we like to talk about. So join us as we have a drink, sit around, and talk woodworking. Hi, and welcome to the 339th episode of the Modern Woodworkers Association podcast. I'm Kyle Barton. I'm here with my co-hosts, Sean Wisniewski and Diami Plotke. Today, we're asking Danielle Rosebird what her five favorite carving tools are. So welcome back to the show, Danielle. Thank you for having me. And so you had to, we had to restrict it down to five favorite carving tools. So this might be a little tough. And uh, so what's your number five? Number five is sort of an odd one for carving, I guess. It's a spokeshave. Where I find it's one of those things where it provides the consistency of a plane, Mm -hmm. but does the job of a knife. Sort of like cutting, breaking edges around bowls, like that kind of thing, where it has like this consistency that I really want without having just like this huge blade. Um, And I use mostly like a Lee Nielsen Boggs. Mm -hmm. The round bottom or flat bottom? Flat bottom. Flat bottom. Uh, Okay, yeah, because that would give you the more consistency. Of mm-hmm. the, uh, yeah, making uh, like little chamfers or irises on the uh, edges, yeah. Exactly, exactly. And mostly used one-handed, where I'm like cradling the bowl like a football, sort of, in one <laughs> hand. And then <laughs> using that one-handed with the other. It's like, it's got enough weight to it that it sort of, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't go anywhere, it doesn't chatter too much. Um, and it's easy to do one-handed. So, that's number five. That's- All right, well... Understand that we're going from uh, we're increasing in the favoriteness. I'm a, that's a technical <laughs> term. We're increasing in favoriteness as we go down. So I'm expecting number four to be a much much more favorite. Number four, it's a gouge because it just it touches everything. Um, it never there's there's a rarely a project that comes through here that doesn't that doesn't touch a gouge. Um, I use a lot of the file Swiss maids. Um, mm-hmm. I, I like the weight of them. It's simple, straightforward. Comes it comes with a pretty good factory grind. I do modify them a little bit um, to suit my needs, but for you know general purposes, they come in really good condition, good price point, and availability. I find like with carving tools, it's availability is just like yep. number one issue. There's a lot of makers out there doing it. Of course, they can't keep up like a big company would be able to. Um, but it's sort of like that happy medium of like you know, workability rate, rate from the, you know, the package. Um, I love them. The gouge, it's just, you know, extension of my hand. What sweep do you use the most or is there one? I've actually been, been pretty tame recently. Um, somewhere around a five or a seven. Okay. Okay. Uh, that begs the question. Cause this came up a couple episodes ago. What is the, the sweep range? the definition a three or five or seven what does that mean so it, there's a couple isn't there's not a universal system there's a couple different systems so it okay. depends when you're speaking of when i'm speaking i usually use the file swiss made system um because it's the one i use the most of um generally speaking though like a one will be flat and then as you go up to an 11 that will be shaped like a u and then it becomes more so like that as you go up. So a three will be a little bit curved, five even more curved, seven, nine, so but on. But there's no, there's no set numbers? radius to that? Okay, two questions. Is it only odd numbers? And is there a set radius to a three, five, seven odd number progression? Um, no. Is it, it maybe the easy answer? 
Well, it de- it depends on which system you're talking about. So oh, okay. Yeah. Um, it gets a little more complicated to do without like visuals, but for some, yes. And for others, it's just based on like, a. Uh, it's hard cause I can't draw this. Um, yes and no. <laughs> okay. No, no. It's, 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 and that's, that's, we actually, we briefly touched on it. I, I forget when. And, and it was that same kind of thing. Like, what does it mean? It's a deep gouge or it's a, you know, it's there. It's hard to quantify. And so there, it's it's reasonable that there are different ways of of numbering them or or telling them. And it's it's if anything, it's the difference between flat and U shaped. It is the gradient of severity of that curve, right? Yes. I mean, that's it. Just do you need a deep U gouge? Do you need something more flat? Yeah. Pick one end of the spectrum. You know. And- Unless you're really getting into the nitty gritty of it, it's not really incredibly useful to know what if it's based upon a particular arc or not. You right, know, right, for right, them, it's right. like a section of an arc of a particular radius of a circle. I mean, a right, right. a particular circle. It's just a section yeah. of arc. So some of them are based like that. And if you're trying to match something, that's usually when it becomes more of an issue. But if I'm just doing something stylistically. There's no, I can just, you know, pick a, pick somewhere along the gradient. Yeah. yeah that um, was the engineer of me coming out a little bit, trying to define. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're the one that needs a little extra special attention in the class. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I find that most of the time it's just, it's just, um, yeah. Do I want like a deep sweep gouge? Am I looking for a super, you know, dramatic texture or not? Right. Right. Yeah. And I, and I, I recognize that it was just, it was a question. All right, so gouge number four. What is number three? Number three would be an ads. It's fun. It's dangerous. Those mm-hmm. might be the same thing. Um, I have only two of them. I know people who have a lot of them. I only have. How two. many do you have, Kyle? Ads is, I only have one. Oh. Which yeah. one do you have? I have the bar tools one. It's for chair makers, so. though. Yep. Yep. I've never tried one. Um, yeah. I have a, a Jason Lonnan. I don't know what, what language he uses to describe Yeah, you, you probably have some with a more tighter radius than, than mine. Mine's pretty pretty uh, low sweep. It's more of a number two <laughs> or three. <laughs> yeah, much more. Um, but, but basically for, you know, hogging out waist and chair seats. But so, yeah, so it's not going to have, for your bowl gouges, I, I imagine they're pretty pretty well uh swept up they are yeah jason lawnen one is outfitted with a um a long handle so i use that for like you know i've got a big bowl and i'm looking yeah i just haul away with that thing and the the geometry of his it's close to the edge it like right immediately back from the edge it gets really fat very quickly almost like a wedge and so Mm -hmm. when he chips in a completely different way than other ads is. Um, I actually have to wear glasses. I do wear glasses, uh, safety glasses, when I use that one because it's just they're just flying. Um, and the the head of that from the pole to the edge, so the back end of the the head of the ads to the edge has a lot. Um, it's not as curved, so it's a little bit flatter. Um, so it tends to make more aggressive cuts downward. Mm-hmm. It's meant for kooks because like. Um, uh, traditional cups so it could you know really dig down um and then i have a smaller a much smaller handled um ads from nick westerman and 
it has a finer edge, like in terms of like the geometry, it doesn't, it's much more gradual. So I use that after the lawn and ads and to, for cleanup. Um, sometimes I'll even use it while it's on my bench because it's such a short handle. I can like really tuck my elbows in mm-hmm. and keep the, um, the range of motion really, really short so I can get a lot of control. Um, and the short handle allows for that. And the curvature is a lot deeper from the pole to the, to that tool edge. So, um, it tends to mimic the shape of the bowl a lot easier. Mm. Yeah. It's really a tool where you, you, because your hand is very close to the action, it can be very aggressive or you can kind of fine tune it. You know, you can be delicate with that aggressive tool all at the same time. Right. I've never used one. You can, although it gets to the point where it, you know, you're past the, you know, it's the point of diminishing returns where it's Mm -hmm. so much to keep it, to, to restrict that weight being moved that it just puts too much strain on your wrists. So I tend to do that really um, small waste removal with another tool in the next stage rather than the ads. But you can. And right, it's right. Sometimes it's just like, oh, I just want to trim that up. Of course, yeah, you can definitely do that. I mean, not to, not to foreshadow, but there's, there's something between a deep ads gouge and a card scraper, right? I mean, there's... Wait, wait there is? <laughs> I mean, you your your thumbs will be so warm from <laughs> scraping and scraping and scraping. scraping and scraping for so long. Yeah, yes. Normally, you want to, you know, sure, making you you want to, uh, you know, move on to like a score for in shave and then a travisher and then a card scraper. But anyway, okay. well, moving on from the ads to uh, a carving tool you actually like. Now that we're up to number two. This one's a little more obtuse, um, and it's a newer acquisition, something I haven't used as much. And then the next two actually get more into power carving. Um, number two is an engine hoist. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, ah, it's so wonderful. <laughs> um, you know, I had larger pieces, and it just other things just weren't doing it. And I was getting to the point where I was like, should I be doing this outside? Should I have a tripod? Should I have like some sort of like three season, you know, shelter built? Like, what am I, what am I doing here? And I was like, you know, I think I just need an engine hoist. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And I, and I kind of put a call out to people on Instagram and said like, what would you recommend? And several people were like, you're, you're looking for an engine hoist. That's what you're looking for. I went out and got it. And the minute, I, I was like, why did I even question this? Like, so nice. And just taking these huge hunks of wood and just plopping them down on like a little pedestal and carving them up. It's just, oh, it's a beautiful thing. Like a kind of satisfaction. I think that got the cackle laugh too, where I was just like, <laughs> like, I just got away with something. This is good. This is good. <laughs> so it's a little more on the periphery there, but it's, it's, it's vital. It's, very important in terms. No, but that that is a you know a large piece free carving. I mean that's that's something that yeah absolutely could come in handy. I've got a I've got a half of a walnut log drying in my my garage right now, but it's like 15 inches in diameter and two feet long. It's been it, thankfully it's been drying, but that thing was a behemoth just to move around. Totally understand. I mean something that mm-hmm. that can lift in place. Yeah. Exactly. Lift in place. It's like, I have nothing else. I couldn't prop. I was like, what did the Egyptians do? What would the Egyptians do? And <laughs> you know what you really need? There's some slaves. 
and levers, <laughs> levers and inclined planes. Like that. yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then <laughs> simple. And then I was like, the Egyptians would have made an engine hoist. That's what they would have done. <laughs> totally. <laughs> they probably had one. We just haven't discovered it yet. Yep. Yes. Probably, yes. I was I about had. to say, yeah. They, yeah, they definitely had an engine hoist, yes. Yeah, and the tripods. That's the next thing is to get a big tripod outside and get some sort of shelter built where, you know, I can do work most of the time outside. Because no. yeah, it, it's messy, that power carving, you know. <laughs> that's the one downside. It's not yeah. a downside. It's, more it's not a downside. It's just man glitter. Sorry. <laughs> I, I would not have gone there, but sure. <laughs> All right, so cream of the crop. What is your number one favorite carving tool? Right now, it's power carving tools. I'm just like going nuts on them. ArborTech, some really banging ones. Um, the mini carver, I believe they call it. Mm-hmm. Super sweet. I love that thing. I like the turbo plane. I'm into it. It works. It just doesn't just doesn't give me the thrill that the little one does. Like it's just it's so clean. It's it gets into like these spaces where the way it responds is just oof oof. Um, and then the power chisel. I use it for a lot of stuff actually. I probably use it for things it's not intended for. Um, but it's just it's just it gives you that immediacy that 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 the the beautiful balance between like feeling like it's an actual gouge in your hand, but having just like a little more oomph behind it. It is a little cumbersome. Like, you know, it comes with its own sort of device there, its own motor. Um, you don't it's attach Essentially, it. it's a grinder. It yeah. is. It is. And it's, like I said, it's a little cumbersome. The balance is a little funky on it. Um, but I've sort of adapted to it and I've gotten comfortable with it enough where I can really, you know, do quite a bit with it and, and I don't get fatigued like when you're when you're when you when you're done and you step back do you tell it was power carved versus hand carved with their power carver oh good question you Did mean you've done the same thing was that you mean on the actual surface yeah on the on the finished piece not um you can you can see it a little bit um it depends on how well I've sharpened the gouge and what kind of cuts what the grain looks like but in some t- sometimes it's more obvious than others where you can see that stutter pattern. Okay, okay. Because um, that's what it, it's it's taking the gouge for you and just moving it in and out. Reciprocating, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, so so that's basically just getting you to a point to where you can then take over with the hand tools. Exactly. Yeah. And doing it in a way that's much more controlled. Mm-hmm. And- because um, if I were to try and do that with a, a bigger tool, it I just don't there the nuance isn't there. Um, and so it has to be done with something like a gouge that would behave and could and navigate the spaces the same way that what I'm coming and falling with, which is a gouge. Okay. So it makes it a lot easier to sort of, you know, it literally lays down the path that I'm going to follow up with. And to do that with another tool makes it really hard to discern what I'm going to be able to do with later on when I'm finishing up. Okay. Right. I mean, the the cutting power of it without the force needed to remove that kind of material, is that where that control comes from? Yeah, it's a beautiful. Okay. Yeah, and, that's pretty cool. Because there isn't that push-pull, you know, um, that happens when you need that much power in hand carving, where you have to have so much force going into it, and then just as much resistance to make sure it doesn't hit anything else. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. For taxing to keep that, that balance. So, it's exhausting, yeah. Yeah. So the power carver really takes a lot of, of that out um, and gets it done very quickly. So I love that thing. I love it. Awesome. 
Awesome. Well, fantastic. Well, um, thanks so much. Any bonus tools? <laughs> <laughs> Any, anything that time. didn't. Yeah, yeah. Special mention, uh, you know. Yeah. I did get in a, uh, well, I've sort of been adding to my collection of smaller chainsaws. Um, I got. So chainsaw carving, okay. Gas or electric? It's more electric because <laughs> I have them inside. Yeah. Which is, oh, so wonderful. I do have a gas too, but um, that's more for like, you know, getting the logs to size and then getting them to the shop. And then when I come inside, it's like if I know big chunks need to come off and it doesn't fall grain, then I'm going to, I have like a Makita that I use. Um, and then I have a little battery powered DeWalt and that's for if I really, it's tiny. And so that's <laughs> special circumstances where I don't need, you know, I don't need to use it for a long time and it can kind of get into like little nooks and crannies. And the Makita is just like too much for. Okay. Yeah. So chainsaw is the honorable mention. All right. There you go. That's all right. As I wrote the hand carved bowl book. <laughs> yeah. Hand, hand carved uh, with lots of power tools. Got it. Got it. Every one of those tools is handheld. Yeah, they're all handheld. Absolutely. Yes. That's the that's the great debate. What's a handheld tool? Does it does it mean anything if it's got a plug? Not necessarily if your hand's controlling it. Well, fantastic. Well, with that, uh, so, uh, Danielle, where can folks find you on the interwebs? They can find me on my website, daniellerosebird.com. That's bird with a Y. And on Instagram at danielle underscore rose underscore bird. And, and on the they website, can, they can pre-order your book. They can. Yes. Thanks. Always mentioning that when I do not. <laughs> <laughs> That's fantastic. Yes. So, Diami, where can folks find you? Um, when I'm not in Minnesota, uh, I can be found on uh, on Twitter at Diami Plotky. There you go, Kyle. How about you? Uh, you can always find me at Barton.Kyle on Instagram or just search for me on YouTube at Kyle Barton. And, Sean, yeah. what about yourself? Yeah, I'm not cool enough to have YouTube. So just look for me on social media as at SeanW78. Doubtful I'll ever be on TikTok. Just saying. <laughs> <laughs> Never say never, Sean. I know. I'll never say. But uh, but that that just about wraps up our show. If you haven't already, please subscribe to the show on the podcatcher of your choice. Just search for the Modern Woodworkers Association. Uh, while you're there, leave us a review. And uh, another plug, uh, you know, we always want to keep reminding that anybody that wants to support us can support us on patreon.com slash MWA podcast. Thank you for your support. Thank you for listening. Uh, you can follow us on Instagram at MWA underscore podcast. And the best thing you do is tell a friend and make sure they understand that power carving is real carving. <laughs>